We hope you have been enjoying Get in the Word with Truth's Table. Now, we'd love your feedback on future projects, so please respond to the survey in the show notes and you can be entered to win a bundle of books in honor of Black History Month from IVP. This is IVP. Get in the Word with Truth's Table. Your word is truth, your word is Presented by Innervar City Press. Your word is truth, your word is the Daily Audio Bible Podcast, read by Dr. Christina Edmondson and Akemeni Uwan. Let's get in the Word, and may the Word get in us. Open our eyes, that we may behold wonderful things in your Word. Old Testament reading. Exodus chapter 1 through 3. Blessing during bondage in Egypt. These are the names of the sons of Israel, who entered Egypt. Each man with his household entered with Jacob, Reuben, Simeon, Levi, and Judah. Ishakar, Zebulun, and Benjamin, Dan and Nephtali, Gad and Asher, all the people who were directly descended from Jacob numbered 70. But Joseph was already in Egypt, and in time Joseph and his brothers and all that generation died. The Israelites, however, were fruitful, increased greatly, multiplied, and became extremely strong, so that the land was filled with them. Then a new king, who did not know about Joseph, came to power over Egypt. He said to his people, look at the Israelite people, more numerous and stronger than we are. Come, let's deal wisely with them. Otherwise, they will continue to multiply. And if a war breaks out, they will ally themselves with our enemies and fight against us and leave the country. So they put foremen over the Israelites to oppress them with hard labor. As a result, they built Pithom and Ramses as storehouses for Pharaoh. But the more the Egyptians oppressed them, the more they multiplied and spread. As a result, the Egyptians loathed the Israelites, and they made the Israelites serve rigorously. They made their lives bitter by hard service with mortar and bricks and by all kinds of service in the fields. Every kind of service the Israelites were required to give was rigorous. The king of Egypt said to the Hebrew midwives, one whom was named Shifra and the other Pua, when you assist the Hebrew women in childbirth, observe at the delivery. If it is a son, kill him. But if it is a daughter, she may live. But the midwives feared God and did not do what the king of Egypt had told them. They let the boys live. Then the king of Egypt summoned the midwives and said to them, Why have you done this and let the boys live? The midwives said to Pharaoh, Because the Hebrew women are not like the Egyptian women, for the Hebrew women are vigorous. They give birth before the midwife gets to them. So God treated the midwives well, and the people multiplied and became very strong. And because the midwives feared God, he made households for them. Then Pharaoh commanded all his people, 
all sons that are born, you must throw into the river, but all daughters you may let live. Exodus chapter two, the birth of the deliverer. A man from the household of Levi married a woman who was a descendant of Levi. The woman became pregnant and gave birth to a son. When she saw that he was a healthy child, she hid him for three months. But when she was no longer able to hide him, she took a papyrus basket for him and sealed it with bitumen and pitch. She put the child in it and set it among the reeds along the edge of the Nile. His sister stationed herself at a distance to find out what would happen to him. Then the daughter of Pharaoh came down to watch herself by the Nile. While her attendants were walking alongside the river and she saw the basket among the reeds, she sent one of her attendants, took it, opened it, and saw the child, a boy crying. And she felt compassion for him and said, this is one of the Hebrews' children. Then his sister said to Pharaoh's daughter, shall I go and get a nursing woman for you from the Hebrews so that she may nurse the child for you? Pharaoh's daughter said to her, yes, do so. So the young girl went and got the child's mother. Pharaoh's daughter said to her, take this child and nurse him for me and I will pay your wages. So the woman took the child and nursed him. When the child grew older, she brought him to Pharaoh's daughter and he became her son. She named him Moses, saying, because I drew him from the water. Presumption of the Deliverer In those days when Moses had grown up, he went out to his people and observed their hard labor, and he saw an Egyptian man attacking a Hebrew man, one of his own people. He looked this way and that and saw that no one was there, and then he attacked the Egyptian and concealed the body in the sand. When he went out the next day, there were two Hebrew men fighting. So he said to the one who was in the wrong, why are you attacking your fellow Hebrew? The man replied, who made you a ruler and a judge over us? Are you planning to kill me like you killed that Egyptian? Then Moses was afraid, thinking, surely what I did has become known. When Pharaoh heard about this event, he sought to kill Moses. So Moses fled from Pharaoh and settled in the land of Midian, and he settled by a certain well. Now a priest of Midian had seven daughters, and they came and began to draw water and fill the troughs in order to water their father's flock. When some shepherds came and drove them away, Moses came up and defended them and then watered their flock. So when they came home to their father, Ruel, he asked, why have you come home so early today? They said, an Egyptian man rescued us from the shepherds and he actually drew water for us and watered the flock. He said to his daughter, so where is he? Why in the world did you leave the man? Call him so that he may eat a meal with us. Moses agreed to stay with the man and he gave his daughter Zipporah to Moses in marriage. When she bore a son, Moses named him Gershom. For he said, I have become a resident foreigner in a foreign land. The Call of the Deliverer During that long period of time, the king of Egypt died, and the Israelites groaned because of the slave labor. They cried out, and their desperate cry, because of their slave labor, went up to God. God heard their groaning, and God remembered his covenant with Abraham, with Isaac, and with Jacob. God saw the Israelites, and God understood. Exodus chapter 3 now Moses was shepherding the flock of his father-in-law Jethro, the priest of Midian, and he led the flock to the far side of the desert and came to the mountain of God to Horeb. The angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire from within a bush. He looked and the bush was ablaze with fire, but it was not being consumed. So Moses thought, I will turn aside to see this amazing sight. Why does the bush not burn up? When the Lord saw that he had turned aside to look, God called to him from within the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And Moses said, here I am. God said, do not approach any closer. Take your sandals off your feet for the place where you are standing is holy ground. He added, I am the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. Then Moses hid his face because he was afraid to look at God. 
the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people who are in Egypt. I have heard their cry because of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrows. I have come down to deliver them from the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up from that land to a land that is both good and spacious, to a land flowing with milk and honey, to the region of the Canaanites, Hittites, Amorites, Perizzites, Hivites, and Jebusites. And now, indeed, the cry of the Israelites has come to me, and I have also seen how severely the Egyptians oppressed them. So now go, and I will send you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. Moses said to God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh, or that I should bring the Israelites out of Egypt? He replied, Surely I will be with you, and this will be the sign to you that I have sent you. When you bring the people out of Egypt, you and they will serve God at this mountain. Moses said to God, if I go to the Israelites and tell them, the God of your fathers has sent me to you, and they ask me, what is his name? What should I say to them? God said to Moses, I am that I am. And he said, you must say this to the Israelites. I am has sent me to you. God also said to Moses, you must say this to the Israelites, the Lord, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my name forever. And this is my memorial from generation to generation. Go and bring together the elders of Israel and tell them, The Lord, the God of your fathers, appeared to me, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, saying, I have attended carefully to you and to what has been done to you in Egypt. And I have promised that I will bring you up out of the affliction of Egypt to the land of the Canaanites, Hittites, Amorites, Perizzites, Hivites, and Jebusites, to a land flowing with milk and honey. The elders will listen to you. And then you and the elders of Israel must go to the king of Egypt and tell him, the Lord, the God of the Hebrews has met with us. So now let us go three days journey into the wilderness so that we may sacrifice to the Lord, our God. But I know that the king of Egypt will not let you go, not even under force. So I will extend my hand and strike Egypt with all my wonders that I will do among them. And after that, he will release you. I will grant this people favor with the Egyptians so that when you depart, you will not leave empty-handed. Every woman will ask her neighbor and the one who happens to be staying in her house for items of silver and gold and for clothing. You will put these articles on your sons and daughters. Thus, you will plunder Egypt. New Testament reading. Matthew chapter 5, verses 27 through 48, and Matthew chapter 6, verses 1 through 4. Matthew chapter 5, verse 27 through 48. Adultery. You have heard that it was said, do not commit adultery. But I say to you that whoever looks at a woman to desire her has already committed adultery with her in his heart. If your right eye causes you to sin, tear it out and throw it away. It is better to lose one of your members than to have your whole body thrown into hell. If your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. It is better to lose one of your members than to have your whole body go into hell. Divorce. It was said, whoever divorces his wife must give her a legal document. But I say to you that everyone who divorces his wife, except for immorality, makes her commit adultery. And whoever marries a divorced woman commits adultery. Oaths. Again, you have heard that it was said to an older generation, do not break an oath, but fulfill your words to the Lord. But I say to you, do not take oaths at all not by heaven because it is the throne of God, not by earth because it is his footstool, and not by Jerusalem because it is the city of the great king. Do not take an oath by your head because you are not able to make one hair white or black. 
Let your word be yes, yes, or no, no. More than this is from the evil one. Retaliation. You have heard that it was said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say to you, do not resist the evildoer. But whoever strikes you on the right cheek, turn the other to him as well. And if someone wants to sue you and take your tunic, let him have your coat also. And if anyone forces you to go one mile, go with him too. Give to the one who asks you and do not reject the one who wants to borrow from you. Love for enemies. You have heard that it was said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemy and pray for those who persecute you so that you may be like your father in heaven, since he causes the sun to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. For if you love those who love you, what reward do you have? Even the tax collectors do the same, don't they? And if you only greet your brothers, what more do you do? Even the Gentiles do the same, don't they? So then be perfect as your heavenly father is perfect. Matthew chapter 6 verses 1 through 4. Pure hearted giving. Be careful not to display your righteousness merely to be seen by people. Otherwise, you have no reward with your father in heaven. Thus, whenever you do charitable giving, do not blow a trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in synagogues and on streets so that people will praise them. I tell you the truth, they have their reward. But when you do your giving, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing so that your gift may be in secret and your father who sees in secret will reward you. Luke chapter 6, verses 27 through 36. But I say to you who are listening, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who mistreat you. To the person who strikes you on the cheek, offer the other as well. And from the person who takes away your coat, do not withhold your tunic either. Give to everyone who asks you, and do not ask for your possessions back from the person who takes them away. Treat others in the same way that you would want them to treat you. If you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners do the same. And if you lend to those from whom you hope to be repaid, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners, so that they may be repaid in full. But love your enemies and do good and lend, expecting nothing back. Then your reward will be great and you will be sons of the Most High, because he is kind to ungrateful and evil people. Be merciful, just as your Father is merciful. This is the word of God for the people of God. May God add a blessing to the reading of his word. Let us go boldly to God's throne of grace. Mm. Liberating God, we thank you. We thank you, O God, for the ways that you call and appoint your servants, O God. We see in the ways that you called Moses, O God, and you laid out the plan from beginning to end, telling him exactly what would happen, the opposition he would face, and that you would still deliver them and bring them out with a mighty hand. God, would you help us to entrust ourselves to you, O God? There are so many trials in so many ways, O God, that we are wrong, O Lord, in this fallen world. And we see your admonition in the New Testament, O Lord God, in both Matthew and Luke, telling us to love our enemies, pray for those who mistreat us or persecute us. God, that is so difficult to do. In and of ourselves, we cannot do it in our own strength and in our own flesh. Nope, this is a work of the Spirit, God. So we thank you for the Holy Spirit. We thank you for the ways that the Holy Spirit is sanctifying us and making us more and more like Jesus progressively. 
Lord, and, and we fall down and we get up, oh God, but we thank you that it's the spirit that empowers us and emboldens us to be able to love our enemies, to pray for those who mistreat us, to entrust our reward, that you are the one that will reward us so that we can give um, generously and not seeking repayment, knowing that it is you who gives the reward, oh God. So help us to continue and trust ourselves to you, Lord. I pray this in the mighty and matchless name of Jesus. Amen. We pray this time of getting the word with Truth's Table has encouraged us all to not only be hearers of God's word, but doers. Share your reflections on these scriptures with us on Twitter and Instagram using the hashtag GetInTheWord and hashtag Truth's Table. Saints, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. Go with God. Get in the Word with Truth's Table is a production of InterVarsity Press. For 75 years, IVP has created and published resources that deepen lives for Christ to engage the university, church, and the world. Visit ivpress.com for more information. Our Bible reading plan is from biblestudytogether.com, and the Bible version is the new English translation used by permission. Sound engineering is from Pottery Studios, and our executive producer is Helen Lee. Oh,